Hello and welcome to another episode of Woof. If we can just say hello there, everybody! Wow! <laughs> Whoops! Little if flub. we can just say a little flub, all right. It is our thirteenth episode. <laughs> Lucky number thirteen is what I was playing, saying, but I think that backfired. Wow, folks! I can't plan that. That's that. That is what it is, man. Oh, that just geez. happened. Whew. Anyway, it is Good our thirteenth episode. Thirteen is my favorite number. My birthday is July thirteenth. Ooh. I love when it's on a Friday. Love myself a Friday the 13th. Yep. I get the Friday this year, though. I'm yeah. two days after you, so woohoo! I stole your Friday. As always, you guys <laughs> know that we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yep. We will no longer be telling you the platforms <laughs> on which you can find us, as we've been informed by a little birdie that people are already listening to us on a platform, and they don't need to hear anymore about other platforms. <laughs> So, Especially Deezer. There seems to be a lot of hate on Deezer, and I don't understand. So if you uh, <laughs> want to find out other platforms for us, please feel free to look at our social media posts. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Rock on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, that, that was funny when that happened. Yes. We'll, I, talk about, we'll talk a little bit about yeah. that later as well. Yeah. <laughs> so what's new, Stephen? Uh, so we have changed our family room, and uh, I finished putting yes. in some flooring in our Florida room today. Yes. Moved your treadmill around. Man, that our, our family room, for those of you who, that have been to our house, the family room was literally right before you walk out the sliding glass door. You had enough room to get through there. It wasn't a big problem. But it was literally, when you come out of the kitchen, it was just right there to your right. Now it's moved over to the other wall and like we have, so, it's so spacious in there. Yeah, I feel like, a, I feel like I could like do jumping jacks in there well, and just like run around. It's almost like there's a workout section and then a family room, yep. which is nice. And we didn't have that before. And the way it was set up before, I'd be running on my treadmill and I'd have to look left for the TV. And y'all know this is 40 is upon me. <laughs> and I keep getting these kinks in my neck. And I think yeah. part of it is I can tell part of it's the way I'm sleeping as I notice the way my head is as I'm falling asleep. I'm oh. like, oh, man, I can't do this anymore. And the other one is when I'm turning. So now the TV is going to be mounted on the wall directly in front of me like I'm in a gym. And it's yep. going to be fantastic. I yep. can't wait. Yep. And she's got plenty of room over there. And it yes. opens up our family room to be a completely new room now. Yes. And then the Florida room, we're redoing the, the gym flooring. Uh, yep. the, it's that foam gym-like material. Yeah, the foam tiles. That's basically yep. our gym room. We've got our weights in there, our, our weight bench, our weight rack, all of our stuff. Yeah, all of our stuff. Except for, for the for treadmill because it's not climate controlled. So the goal was to get the treadmill in there, but with it not being climate controlled and not feeling like tackling that whole project at this time, it's in the family room. But it still yeah. looks nice. It doesn't look like tacky or anything. Yeah, and it looks even better now with the flooring in there. Correct. It looks great. We're almost done. I got to redo the gym flooring and actually glue it down. But everything yeah. else is glued down, and then I got to put in the trim, put the trim back so we're waiting yep. on it to to dry and settle and then we'll have ourselves a, a full Florida room that yeah. looks great and redone. Yeah. It'll be cool. cool. Yeah. Cool. We also celebrated my brother's birthday this week, which yeah. was fun. Yeah. I did happy a birthday, bit of baking. Eric. Yes. Happy birthday, Eric. I baked a cake and cookies for him. So that was fun. We went over there and had pizza on Thursday night and it's just staying later so much longer. I didn't realize it was like past eight when we left i'm like oh my gosh yeah, like, this the, little birdie's got to get to bed yeah because the sun is just staying up longer so it's great but yeah, yeah and then cool. i baked some brownies yesterday these like salted caramel brownies which Man. they're i prefer more of a cake Ooh. brownie these are like too gooey i had to keep them in the fridge to give them a little bit hardened but yeah. they're really good oh my gosh 
It's great. I love I love when she makes a pastry, man. That's yeah. That's, he needs that's to a eat more of them because I keep cutting myself little piece, little piece. <laughs> I think half of it's gone, and he's had like one piece. I forget if they're not out in front of me, like out on the counter. I I, I forget they're there. Oh, classic man for any women out there oh, listening. Boy. Every husband's the same with that. Everything's yep. got to be in the front line in the fridge, or it just doesn't exist. <laughs> Anyway, we yeah. also had a fun, um, <laughs> exciting time. My best friend from California, who you've heard about before, her and her husband are in town. Yep. So uh, they came over on Friday night, which was really fun. Yeah, that was um, cool. Yes. Her husband is the one that mentioned the uh, <laughs> the uh, platforms that we don't need to keep anymore. Yeah. He also mentioned not being sure if he can talk around us anymore because it might end up on the podcast. He was correct. Yep. And, <laughs> and he said he's uh, taking notes for any time. We'll say well, there'll be another more story about that later. He said he's taking notes to hold us to it, I guess. I appreciate that. Like yeah. accountability. Hey. We don't have enough of that. I don't I don't mind that. Yeah. yeah. But that was a fun time. We yeah, hung out. Time. We had really good weather. It kept saying it maybe would rain or not. So we sat outside, but we didn't get a fire going because we weren't sure. Yeah. Um, we did also get, you know, I don't know how everyone feels about this, but we got some CBD gummies for our dog yep. because we wanted to try to calm her down a little bit. She can sometimes with certain people, she's fine. Sometimes she gets a little bit barky. Yeah. And just a little bit riled up. And so I was like, I don't want to drug her for stuff, but let me try these CBD gummies. It said, you know, for a dog, 25 to 50 pounds, Sophia's about 52, 53, they can yep. take up to two gummies. Well, let me tell you, they nope. did nothing. Nope. Absolutely nothing. Like I... <laughs> Was like, nothing is happening. She was barking when they got here. She was super rambunctious. She was playing and running around the yard. I'm like, this did nothing. Yeah, not at all. So we're going to need something extra strength for that pup. Yeah. Like, I don't want her to be like all zombied around, but I just want her to be a little bit calmer. And that's what it's supposed to do, you know? You know, just chill out a little bit, you know? but, But it was still good. She calms down after a while. And we just like hung out for a few hours talking and laughing and catching up. And I just wish with everything I had, that they lived closer and we could hang out like at least every other weekend together and i'm so happy that you know her and i we've been best friends since we were 15 they've been in california what we're going to be 40 this year and they've been in california since they were like 25 or 26 so they've been in california for a long time and we've we're still as close as ever like there is no lapse in our closeness and the fact that our husbands get along and enjoy spending time together like that is just that means so much to me. It makes me so happy. Like, I can't wait till we can go visit them. You know, maybe if gas prices and flights ever decide to go down, but yeah. I can't wait till we can go and just have a trip hanging out there. I used to go visit her every year, if not more than once a year. And then yeah. life happens, pandemic happens. And it's cool because like unannounced, Chuck just brings beer. It's so cool. Well, it's such yeah. a cool thing to do. Like well, it's that's just, because they're, you know, it's just like just, us going places. They're yeah. like we are. You always bring something. Yeah. So, uh, but no, they're good people. I wish they lived around, lived closer to you us. Know. They're they're a fun time. But it's just great to know that no matter what, you can pick up right where you left off. And oh yeah, I love that. I'm really hoping I get to see them again, or at least get to see her. Like we always try to do like double date time and then BFF time. So I've got my fingers crossed that we can squeeze in some BFF time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do do your best with what time is given because yeah. soon they'll go back. Yes, exactly. So yep. I need to get on it. She knows that I'm available at any time. <laughs> yep. So oh, yeah. uh, on our story, where we last left. Happy New Year, baby. Happy New Year 2020. 
We had big high hopes for this year. We had trips planned. We had concerts planned. We had all we kinds had of stuff. The, we just moved in together. This is our first like full year Woo! together. We are going to like do so much stuff. Yep. Best laid plans, y'all. Best laid it plans. It started out great. Speaking yep. of visitors. Yeah. Yep. Started out great. Um, Martin Luther King Day weekend, as that's usually a day off for students and, you know, a lot of people, a lot of different jobs. My yeah. cousin had started to getting in the habit of coming in that weekend and visiting. So this is my cousin who her and her husband just got married in Georgia, the previous story. So yeah. they came to visit us um, that weekend. And it's funny because Stephen is so nuts. So they were coming in in the Great. evening. They were driving and they were driving from Georgia to Michigan in January. Like, you know, Godspeed people. Yep. You don't know what's going to happen. But they weren't going to get in till like one or two in the morning on a Thursday night. Now, I took off Friday, but Stephen was going to work. And so I was like, all right, you know, we live in, in apart <laughs> the we, the apartment we live in is an upper and lower flat. But to get in, it's like a keypad. And then we can just leave our door unlocked for them to get in. So Stephen and I had a whole argument about the <laughs> fact that he's like, we can't leave our door unlocked. I'll never be able to sleep. I'll never be able to sleep the whole night. Nope. And I've got to work in the morning. And I was like, what is wrong with you, you nutcase? It's just us. Like, they have to get first past the key they have to get into the keypad so we'll give them the code it's not like they even need a key for that and then i'm like the only other people that live there are downstairs neighbors that are totally harmless i'm like so this is perfectly fine he would not let me keep it nope. unlocked so what he thought was a better plan was we then put a key in the mailbox so then anybody could have came in and <laughs> just got in so that's what ended up happening. And I was like, this plan is even worse. I was just going to give Katie a code and then she could come in the unlocked door. But now like our whole key system is sitting in the mailbox. <laughs> I don't know how you slept through the night then. If you think about that one. Um, I mean, I guess we could have done a rug thing, put a rug out there and put a key under the rug or something after Maybe they put the key code Maybe you should just in. be less neurotic. Like you're the small <laughs> town person. I'm the city girl and I'm like, whatever. Uh, Pop in my place. I used to do that when I lived by myself at my apartment in Plymouth. Kelly and Cassie would drive in and they'd get in at like 11 or 12. I got my windows open, my earplugs in, and I just leave the door unlocked for them. You would have had a heart attack. You would have been sitting up there with a shotgun. So for me, every night before I go to bed, I lock everything down. I make sure everything's locked. All the windows are closed. All the blinds are closed. Everything. It's like Fort Knox up in here. You yep. want to sleep with the breeze? Not in this house. Nope. No, I'm not leaving the window open in the middle of the night. That's crazy. I love That's sleeping insane. with the breeze. Nope. We got fans. We got fans. Sometimes, for that. isn't it annoying to be married though? Like, <laughs> like you love this person and you want to always be with them, but like sometimes if they could just shut up and you could just do what you wanted, that would be like the bee's knees. I don't even think it's just marriage. I think it's for people that live together for a long time. They have that same feeling. They don't have to be married to have that feeling. Yeah, but they don't have the dynamic of like that's totally different, bro. Come on, it's totally different when you're married. Not really. Yeah. A roommate is a bit different. Oh, you're going to go to... No, some... I'm talking like people that have been together for... Oh, like relationships. 10 or 15... Relationships. Yeah, of course. Duh. Okay, sorry. Common law marriages, regular marriages. <laughs> people have lived together for a million years. My apologies on singling out those who choose not to marry. <laughs> this is an unnecessary segue on today's episode. Uh, My gosh. But seriously. Like we had funny. an incident yesterday where... 
he complained about the hall closet not being organized and cleaned. <laughs> so I cleaned it and organized it. And I moved the batteries from like the top shelf to the third shelf. And when I did it, I specifically said, Stephen, I've moved the batteries to the shelf. And he said, okay. But yesterday in the midst of him being in the basement all day recording and playing music and doing all this stuff, he came up in like a fury when he opened the closet and the batteries weren't literally staring him in the face. They weren't where I left them, folks. You, they were where They're, I told you they were now. And if you had had a problem, you could have told me. See, the thing is, is that when we leave things in places where we want them to go, and then they get moved by another individual who wants them to go in another, <laughs> another place. Individual. That's that's when the problem occurs. And in this house, ninety five percent of the time, I could care less where things go because I get the basement and I get like the Florida room and I get my entertainment center. Everything else in the house. I don't really get to say where it goes. I and don't it's care. Beautiful. And I don't care. But when I set something down somewhere and expect for it to be there when I get back, it's never going to be there. It's, it's like a it's like a spider. It gets up and walks away. It gets legs and just it's goes. It's funny when I would hear my parents argue about little things and I'd be like, this is so like ridiculous. And now that I'm married and in this relationship, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's everybody. They, it's all, all relationships, <laughs> all couples. It's just funny how things are just... Yep. Totally just this, the same. It's just hilarious. Yep. This is our life now. Yes. But anyway, yes. Back to um, our weekend. Yeah. My cousin and her husband came. They were our first visitors in our apartment. They were. So that yeah. was fun. You know, they came in. They're from South, so they can get yingling. We can't get yingling up here. And she, I asked her for one case of yingling and she brought me three. They were our first stay the night visitors. Yeah. Before that, before that, we had Jared and Catherine that came over while we were living there because well, we went to yeah, downtown Plymouth, but they had, didn't stay the night. Of course, we had friends over. First we're not stay like the night visitors. Some kind of weirdos that don't have friends. No offense to people fir- without friends. The first stay the night visitors, yeah, though. That's I, different. I mean, that's a different like category. That was... That's a different category. Anyway, so that was fun. Um, they're close with my parents as well. So they stayed a couple nights with us, and then they stayed a couple nights with my parents. And yeah. we did end up getting a bit of a snowstorm the second <laughs> night they were here. Yeah. Um, and we got probably like six inches of snow, I think. We got a bit. Yeah. yeah I mean, it so, was cleaning the cars off before we could go. Yeah. And we were going to my parents that day for a spaghetti dinner, which was your first spaghetti dinner yeah. of my mom's. And as we were driving there, Katie was driving her car and Steven was driving his car with Darren because we needed both cars there. And I was like, she's like, should I just follow Steven? I was like, yeah. And then Steven, I know he's just yip yapping in the car, totally misses like the exit we need to go. And I'm like, Katie, don't follow him. Go this way. I don't know where he is. Ten minutes later, he showed up. And then Katie got stuck in the snow trying to get in the driveway and I got blamed and like yelled at because why did I tell her to go through the snow? Like I'm some sort of like snow expert and I know every <laughs> a bit of snow that can and cannot be driven over. That was a whole ruckus. Oh, that was funny. I think, didn't my dad fall too that weekend yeah, in the snow yeah, and like he... busted his arm open? Probably should have got stitches, but instead Darren like got a butterfly bandaid on him. He did, oh, he did an old school wrestling thing and, and taped himself up. Yep. Uh, anyway, that was just a fun trip. Like my mom makes a really good like spaghetti dinner. My grandma used Ooh. to always do that every Sunday when we were little and we would go sometimes, you know, my dad wouldn't want to go every weekend, which I totally get. I'm like him too. in that like, I don't want to make like a full, I can't like make like a commitment every week to do something. It like makes yeah. me like twitch. So like sometimes <laughs> me and my friend, my neighbor friend would ride our bikes over to my grandma's and we would do like the spaghetti dinner. And so my mom did that, made the meatballs. She makes really good meatballs and 
I think between Steven and Darren, they probably each had about, what, 30 meatballs? I mean, I might have had 30 myself. I yeah. mean, those meatballs are amazing. Yes, they are. They're absolutely amazing. Yeah. They, you guys like oh. ate. Normally, I can like take meatballs home and have like leftovers. There were no meatballs. Nope. Steven's had a couple really good food experiences at my parents. What was that other one? The other one was your, when your dad made the, the best, crisp, most crispiest bacon I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I like to refer to that as the orgasmic bacon. Oh, so good it is so good him at the table i was sitting next to him and katie agreed with me it's yes. the best bacon my dad on the does planet. make the best bacon in the world i oh, don't know man. what it is he's so good I, w- I like to think of myself as like right up there i make really good bacon but there's something about the way my dad does it it's always absolutely perfect yep and like steven was like oh my god like oh my god this bacon is so good this is like oh my gosh i gotta get another piece this is like the best bacon oh my <laughs> god oh my god and i was like what <laughs> like that is not even i'm not even like being jessica like that's legit i looked at him and i was like oh my gosh you're about to have an orgasm at the table it was so great Ugh. For any yeah. of you that have listened to Jim Gaffigan talk about bacon, it was one of those experiences. It was a great bacon experience. Oh, my gosh. But, yes. <laughs> so, that was very fun. Yeah, that was a good time. Um, and w- while they were at our house, we did that party. and we t- You had the Polaroid yeah. cameras, and we uh, we took yeah. the photos Katie of the Polaroids. Katie and Darren had a, Polar- a couple of Polaroids at their wedding reception, and everyone was taking, like, Polaroids and putting them in a memory box for them. So then, of course, come Christmas, you know, Jessica had to put a Polaroid camera on her Christmas list for her mom, yep. you know, for her 38th Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my mom got it for me, so we took, like, tons of, like, Polaroid pictures and stuff that weekend. Yeah. It yeah, was it was fun. pretty cool. So yeah. we did that and uh, had drinks and stuff, and that was a good time. Yeah. I, I like when they come in. It's a fun time. Yeah, it was fun. We always have a good time yeah. with them. So um, shortly after that, uh, we had an unfortunate thing that happened, which is that my my uncle in Illinois passed away. Yes. Um, I never <clears throat> got to meet him, unfortunately, because as if you guys recall, we went there for the first Caldwell Christmas in December, but... Um, the uncle that passed and his wife weren't able to go as were probably another handful of family members that I didn't meet and ended up meeting at the funeral. And they didn't go because my uncle Jerry was sick at the time and he did not get better as the weeks went on. And then he went into the hospital and got really, really bad. Um, I mean, in hindsight, they found out later on that it, you know, he died from COVID-19. So, so, which, you know, which is a thing that in January, the news was kind of sort of talking about it, but it wasn't mainstream enough to where it was all over the place. I, being someone who never listens to the news, had no idea about it at that time. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really know about it, I guess. Us I didn't. Until yeah. mid-March. And at the time when my Uncle Jerry passed, they were calling it, they said he, was, he died from the killing cough. That's what's mm-hmm. originally what they called it. But then they went back later and, you know, confirmed based on what they had found out about COVID or whatever. So... So we went to that, and at the time, I, I listened to a lot of music. We were still going in office at the time, and I, I listened to a ton of music. And for some reason, right before my Uncle Jerry went into the hospital, I started listening to uh, Leonard Skinner's first album. Mm. And Good stuff. the very last song on the first album is Free Bird. Free Bird, if you're from the South, a lot of people will make the joke that like that's the Southern national anthem is Free Bird. I thought it was Sweet Home Alabama. No. Okay. No. No, the hardcore, it's... It's Freebird. Okay. That's that's really the, I like that better. That's really the Not Southern National Anthem. Yeah. Uh, maybe for Alabama, it's Sweet Home I guess, Alabama. Yeah. As I said, that but, I'm like, it might be just you know <laughs> geographical. Um, but I started listening to Freebird a lot 
and I've listened to it a ton. It's always been one of my favorite Skinner songs, and not just because it's on the radio, but because it's a really great song. It is. Um, and it just, it lined up perfect when my uncle passed. It was like the best song to be listening to, because it just, it gave me clarity on, you know, I'm never going to see him again, but like, yeah. You know, There's that things sort of that thing. hit that way, you know. That's I think that's yeah. a cool thing about life and death. He, he was uh, he was really cool. Unfortunately, I did not get to tell him that I had because the March of 2020, I crossed the threshold of being in Michigan for 19 years, and I had been in Tennessee for 18 years before that. So I failed to be able to tell him that I was officially a Yankee. But my Aunt Melanie told me that I was officially a Yankee. Well, he's a Yankee. He's a, He was a Yankee. See, but, I wish but, I could have met him because we could have been Yankees together in the family. <laughs> he, he always told me when I moved to Michigan, he's like, we're going to make a Yankee out of you yet. And, you know. I that, got you, Uncle Jerry. Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> like, I wanted to be able to tell him that and never got to tell him. But he was, man, he had such a presence. He was, he had life when he came into the room. Like, he was just the coolest guy I remember the last Christmas that I did have with him, which was in uh, 2018. Um, we sat in uh, in my cousin's house, the two of us, while everybody was playing games and stuff, and we sat next to each other. He was in a, uh, in a chair, and I was on the couch or whatever, and we sat there and talked for probably three hours just about random stuff that he had done nice. in his life and places he had gone and stuff. And him and my Aunt Melanie, like, they traveled all the time. They'd come home on Friday and he'd be like, uh, you want to go to Yellowstone for the weekend? Yeah, sure. Boom. Because it was just them just too. Yeah. They, didn't, they never had kids. They yeah. were like the aunt and uncle. I yeah. think it's cool you had that conversation with him because you had no idea that was your last conversation with him. Had no, no and idea. And to have that quality time. I obviously, like I've said, I've never met him. But, you know, that weekend is when I met your Aunt Melanie and your Aunt Liz and your cousins. And yeah. um, I can see what you describing of Jerry in the pictures. Yeah. Like you can see that he's larger than life in his pictures. You can see it. It was cool. Cause we were looking at photos cause they, they, they bought their plot of land and then knocked down timber and they made, built their house, built their garage. They built everything. That's that so amazing. He did. He, did a, he, he built his own pond, all this kind of stuff. And I'm looking at, through these photos. Jess and I were looking through these photos, and I seen this photo, and literally, it just it's just trees, but it's really, really close to the trees. And I flip it over, and it says, Our Timber. And it's literally a picture from the road of their timber, their lot that they bought when they bought it. It's so amazing. Um, I mean, there's so many stories I could tell, but like uh, I'll tell this one because it's really funny. He would come home from work. He was a blacksmith. He'd come home from work. And he would get on his tractor and start digging out because he was digging him out, digging out his own pond, mm -hmm. huge pond that yeah. he put on the property. And all his neighbors that lived across the street, they were all retired. Mm -hmm. So they all came over in their lawn chairs oh and boy. sat down on their lawn chairs with their iced tea or whatever they wanted to drink, you know, and they're sitting there watching him pull this, pull this pond out. And Melanie said she'd be standing in the kitchen and watching him and watching them going, man, if he messes up, he's going to have about five guys going to tell him what he did wrong and how to do it right. A little peanut gallery there. <laughs> yeah. I, I love hearing her talk about him. Like, oh, man. He, to, your, yeah. your Aunt Melanie and Uncle Jerry have like, you know, it was just them. So, you know, you and I can't help but relate to that because it's just us. And like, if... We're lucky enough to still have the sparkle in our eye when we talk about each other, like yeah. that she still has. Oh my gosh, I'm getting choked up. That yeah. she still has for him. Like I will consider that just a life incredibly well lived and loved. Yeah, he was really really cool. 
Um, those same neighbors, he would clean out their, they got a ton of snow in that area of Illinois. So he would, uh, clean their driveways out for them. Yeah. Uh, he farmed with his brother and his dad. Uh, I mean, it just, I mean, he was a country boy, but he worked in the city doing, doing blacksmith work. And then when he came home, he was all about family. Yeah. He was a family guy. He cared about family and he cared about, uh, traveling the United States and seeing all the cool stuff that there is in the United States. Um, I, don't know the number of states that they went to. I'm going to make a guess and say that it was at least 30 different states they went to, yeah, maybe more. I swear Melanie told us, and I don't I want to say I want to say it was at least 30 that they've been to. Um, but, man, they just they did so many things. They have picture albums that are just yeah. full of all these pictures of all these places they went to. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, they, they live... They lived together a very long, fun, exciting life. And they were like each other's favorite person. Like, you know, they had other friends and other family, but they were that unit of two and they did everything together. And like, I just, I love that. Like, that's, that's what I hope to have, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I talked to my Aunt Melanie, you know, several times since then, you know, and the thing that she's always said is just have as much fun as you can. Yeah. Have I mean, as much fun as laughs, you can. She laughs. She's, you know, she'll miss him for the rest of her life, but she will laugh and tell stories. And you, you can just tell that, yes, you know, incredibly heartbroken from that loss, but absolutely no regrets about the life they lived and no oh, yeah. regrets about not doing something or not saying something and just truly, you know, knowing that life together was so wonderful. And yeah. I, it, nothing's perfect, but it was imperfectly perfect for them. And that's, I think, the best any of us can hope for. Yeah. And they, they had a picture. Um, they were leaving. I'll, I'll leave with this last story. They were leaving their house one day to go somewhere. And uh, there was this guy parked at the end of their driveway. And uh, so they pulled the end of their driveway. They're about to leave or whatever. And he gets out of his car and he's got a camera. And he's like, hey, um, I, I, have a, I have a drone and I can take a picture of your property if you'd like, and it'll cost this much. And they're like, yeah, sure, cool. So they gave him the money and his address, or you know, their address, and he took the picture with his drone, and then, you know, a few weeks or months later or whatever, they got this picture in the mm-hmm. mail, and they framed it. And uh, I told her, I, I said, man, I said, I don't, I don't know what you're planning on doing with that photo, but whenever you pass can you pass that on to me? Cause that is the coolest. It's that, just a super cool aerial shot of just yeah. everything that, and it's not just of like their house, like their house is ever, they did it. Like yeah. I love our house, but to have it be our house that we built from the ground up and cleared the, like, I can't imagine how you would feel Yeah, about that. The garage, the two car garage, um, his whole, uh, blacksmith, he had a blacksmith warehouse, yeah. not a warehouse, but a, a, a studio. studio. And then he had all the places for his, uh, farm equipment to be under and be under the, under the range, yeah. his combine and all that kind of stuff. Then he pulled out the, the pond. He had another barn that was for his animals. So in this sky shot, you see all this stuff. Plus you see the cows and the pigs yeah, and stuff like cool. that. And like, man, I was just like that, that picture is so cool. Um, but yeah. So that that was a that was one of those bittersweet things. I was a pallbearer for for him and uh and and that was an honor. I mean, like I I would not have had that any other way. There's no yeah. way I would have ever said no to to being a pallbearer for my uncle. It's always too a little bit of an awkward situation meeting new people at that time. So yeah. you know, I met Aunt Melanie, I met Liz. Um and 
we had made a plan earlier that month that we were going to go to Texas and visit your cousin Tara and her husband Adam. Yep. And I was going to go to Texas without having met her, but I ended up meeting her at the funeral, which was cool in a way to meet her ahead of time before going to visit her at her house to kind of get that like awkward first meet out of the way. But yeah. I met a lot of your family and a lot of your cousins. And I think got a little bit closer to your mom as well. Like yeah. well, the day we left to head back to Michigan, we were not even out the driveway yet. And I get a text from Rebecca that's like, Stephen's 40th birthday is in July. And I'd really like to try to get up there if we can possibly plan some kind of surprise for him. <laughs> and so like I was off at the races, like texting my parents on the way home, figuring out if they could host a party. Like I had it all planned and ready to go before we even got back to Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> and we just had to get her like that flight. And Stephen even said like, you know, he was surprised that she... Yeah, I was surprised she reached out for that. I mean, that that said a lot because she had only actually seen you. Technically, that was her third time yeah. to see you. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my mom took to you pretty quick. Though. Yeah. Well, so, you know. That was a good time. But, yeah, we we stayed at the same hotel as, as all the family, so we got to eat together and stuff. Yeah. That also helped eating breakfast yeah, it and, was, it was, and stuff like that. You know, it's bittersweet because it was nice getting to know everybody, but it was a very sad situation. Yeah. yeah. So, so. So that's where we're going to leave our story. We're yes. going to talk about music yes. as a spinoff of that. I've mentioning uh, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. We're going to talk about a little bit of music. Yes. So we're just going to talk about kind of randomly, like a few like artists each that are like kind of our go-to artists or artists that kind of put us in like a place when we hear them. Yeah. And, and like. And everything on their library we love. Yes. But. You know, obviously there's not enough time to talk about everything, but <laughs> yeah. So for me, one of my all time favorites is Jim Croce. Yeah. I am like a seventies girl at heart. I really think that's when I should have been born. I also look amazing <laughs> in a pair of flares. So like uh, high rise flares, let me be clear. So like, you know, that's uh, just my kind of thing. So Jim Croce is like one of my all time favorites. I love most like all of his stuff. But You Don't Mess Around With Jim is like the best album. Every single song on that album is a hit. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. I know, I assume everyone knows, you know, like all of those songs. Like he is an amazing singer songwriter and it's a different sound. It's more of a unique sound. You don't hear, you're never going to hear another Jim Croce. I've never heard another Jim Croce nope. in my whole life. Nope, not going to happen. Box number 10 is like my ultimate favorite song on that album. My favorite Jim Croce song of all time. Box number 10 is so great. The story, it's, it just, he cap, he captures what I imagine like the seventies to be on this album, <laughs> like walking yeah. back to Georgia. Like he starts that, the fir the opening of that song is him humming, Yeah, like him humming. And I'm like, oh man, this is great. Yeah. Like he's not even doing anything but humming and yep. it's amazing. And like photographs and memories, like that's such a great song about, you know, past stuff, but just having that like memory, like I just love it. And the other one, um, Operator is one of my favorites. <laughs> I serenaded Steven to Operator one like Saturday morning and yep. I didn't remember all the words. I kept missing <laughs> a verse. It was beautiful though, I think probably. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love me some Croce. Like when we're playing cards and we're sitting at the table and it's like, okay, pick the vinyl. Steven's Every time he's like, I I'm just going to put on Jim Croce because I know that's going to be your first pick anyway. I'm like, you know it is. Yeah. And in regards to box number 10 and operator, those were my dad's two yeah. favorite Jim Croce and, songs. And um, 
oh god the uh, box car or stock car the stock oh you're talking about um oh my gosh Stock car Roy? Rapid Roy. Rapid Roy, the stock car boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's got a tattoo that says, hey. That yeah. was like my favorite line <laughs> in that whole song. Tattoo on his arm that says, hey. Like, hey, Roy. Like, it just sounds, that's so cool to me. <laughs> that feels like 1970s, just hanging out, chilling, probably smoking yep. a joint, just being like, hey. Like, so awesome. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah, that's my number one. That's my number one album pick always is that and i just think it's amazing that every one of those songs was like a hit yeah like every one of those songs it's not like i always forget that it's not a greatest hits album and it's just an actual album of his you know the thing is is that some of that some of that has to do with the fact that radio stations will play it all now yeah that like some of those like operator was a hit box number 10 i don't know if that was on the radio but i know operator was and rapid roy was on the radio i know them all but after but after he passed after an artist passes like they'll start playing a bunch of their stuff, yeah. or at least they used to in the 70s and stuff like that. They would keep playing everything. Um, so yeah, all of his stuff now, you'll hear that from that album, you'll hear it on the radio, any yeah. of it, which is cool. Yeah. And box number 10, I, I, as a guitar player, like that's one of the coolest written songs for music, but also just the story itself, the songwriter, ver- like the, the actual songwriting lyrics are so cool for that. It's a great story. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And that's the thing, stories. That's singer-songwriter in the time of stories, not just like emotions or relationships, but in a story. I yeah. love it. Yep. Um, next up for me would be Bruce Springsteen, the yeah. boss. I yeah. cannot think of the boss without thinking of my mom. My mom was a huge Springsteen fan. My mom had, you know, the Born in the um, USA album. I always remember seeing that we had. It's so weird. You know, that album cover is him, the back of him with wearing the jeans. We had this weird thing before we painted our kitchen where we pulled down some wallpaper and above our stove at our house as we were kids, it literally looked like with the drywall in the white, it looked like him standing there yeah. on the album cover of Born in the USA above our stove, which is like hilarious. But I just cool. remembered that right now. That's really cool. So that, I love that. So that, um, I love the Born to Run album from 1975 because Thunder Road is my all-time favorite Bruce Springsteen song. All-time favorite. I absolutely love it. That opening just like transports me to being like eight years old and being like at my parents' house on the Saturday and my mom's like cleaning and doing laundry and Bruce Springsteen's going. And I love it. Like that, 10th Avenue Freeze Out, all, that whole album is great. You know, it's funny. You mentioned those two songs. That's my dad's favorite is Thunder Road. My mom's favorite is 10th Avenue See, Freeze I, Out. I, I wish I could have met your dad. Like we would have. Yeah. I feel like we would have like butted heads in like in a hilarious fashion oh for sure but also been like super like bonded like we would have been good together I oh think. He, he would have constantly ribbed you but it would have yes. been a good time yes yeah um and then then you get to the uh river album which i love because that's from 80 because i love the song the river yeah. you want to talk about a story a story that like encaptures young young youth and young love and being in a relationship and getting someone pregnant and having that change your whole life. Like, I just think that's just amazing. Like, it's just such good storytelling. Yeah, He's such a good storyteller. And then, um, you've also got hungry heart on that album, which is an amazing song. And then back to the born in the USA album, because that came out in 84. So that's the 
or oldest of or the earliest of mine, which has I'm on fire, which is like the best song ever. <laughs> it's like a minute and a half, but it is like amazing. And I also really like No Surrender on that album. No Surrender is very good. And I don't believe I believe that's a cover if I remember right. No Surrender. I don't know if that's actually his song. I don't know if he if he wrote that by himself you know, or not. I did my research for this and everything, and you're like totally trying to call me yeah. out here. And I don't I, remember. All right. I'm going to put this in my pocket for next time. <laughs> and uh, on to my third artist, a one Mr. Tom Petty. I love me some Tom Petty. Oh, let me go back to Bruce Springsteen. Um, also with my mom. My mom and I actually went to see Bruce Springsteen together as well, which was amazing. Now, Tom Petty, I also did see live. I went with one of my friends, and we were, like, super excited about it. Um, It was his last tour, I believe, before he passed. So we were very excited to see him. I, I was. You are correct. No Surrender is written by him and uh, Steve Van Zandt. Okay. I was going to say. It's somebody else who's covered it, though. That's what threw me off. Perhaps. Go ahead. Anyway, so Tom Petty, yes. So um, one of my favorite songs by him, of course, is American Girl. I know that's super cliche. Everybody likes that song, but like. It's a great song. I just love it. That's on a self-titled album from 76. Like that is just Ooh. such a great song. Such a great song. And then I also love Full Moon Fever. That album's from 89 and the song I Won't Back Down. Like, I'm sure that's like a number of people's anthems. But like when I am really just like in a tight spot and I'm like, man, I'm feeling so stressed. I'm feeling so whatever. It is like get in my car, turn that up and just like drive to I Won't Back Down. Yeah. It's just like that. Everyone needs their like go to I Won't Back Down like anthem that like gets them going. For sure. So that is mine. I love that. And I also love Running Down a Dream on that album. Mm. That's a good song. Um, After that would be The Long After Dark because of the You Got Lucky album. And that's from 82, but I love You Got Lucky. Yeah. I mean, that's basically a story of like, you got lucky being with me. And like, (laughs) you're lucky I found you. Now, you know, it's not happening anymore. I remember when I ended like a relationship, I was like, yeah, you got lucky. You got lucky, son. And I was like blaring listening to that on the way home. <laughs> like that and I won't back down. We're like my yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So those are my three artists that are like big go to artists for me. Like I have a whole Tom Petty playlist that I would listen to when I ran. Like yeah. running in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. I think my Tom Petty my favorite Tom Petty song is probably Last Dance with Mary Jane. You love that one. I love that song. Like and uh we saw somebody that covered that song that opened for Darius Rucker not too long ago. Oh yeah. And it was so cool. I, as soon as the guitar player started playing yeah. it, I was I looked at her, I was like, Oh my gosh, of yep. all the Tom Petty songs to cover, they picked the one I love the yep, most. That's and they a, did a really good job. That's too. a good one. Obviously Free Fallen's a good one. But Free Fallen you know, is good, yeah. Like for me, I think my number one really is I won't back down. I think the first time I saw him as a kid, I saw the music video for Free Fallen where he's riding the escalator. Oh, okay, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So every time I hear that song, I think about him riding on an escalator playing his acoustic guitar or whatever. Yeah. But, and that was, you know, early 80s. So, mm-hmm. like, music videos were just coming around at that point. Yeah. So, music videos, what are those? Yeah. Anyway. Is, for all you youngsters out there, go go Google what a music video is and start watching some and cool stuff. And my parting wisdom on my music is everyone listen to Don't Mess Around with Jim by Jim Croce. <laughs> 
Yeah. And on to you, Stephen. What do you got for us? So I got stuff that's not as old. I know that I have talked previously in podcasts uh, about Steve Ray Vaughan and Hendrix and BB King and stuff like that, and and I could I could wax poetic on those for a very long time. But I'm going to choose some other artists that I love their entire library. I have all their albums. I listen to everything, and I listen to it on a regular basis. When people say it's like my in my current rotation. That's what these are. Always. Um, so I'm starting with Junior Brown. Oh, boy. Junior Brown, he is a rare artist that plays what's called a get steel. It's a uh, it's an electric guitar on top, and then the second neck is a steel guitar, so it's 10 strings with a slide. Um, man, he is, not, he is not good. He's not great. He is absolutely, like, amazing at both. Like, it is really hard to be good at one of those, let alone both, especially steel guitar. Steel guitar, regular guitar has six strings. The steel's got 10. You're adding four more strings. You've got a lot more to work with. But, man, he is just next level on anybody trying to play country or blues or rock and roll. Like, he has a lot of talent. And when you listen to his album, he's doing all of it, and he oh. does it live. Um, he started in 84, so he's been around for a really? long time. He's got the sound of someone who's been along long before that. Yeah. And he, he, I mean, he wears the old school country cowboy hat. He wears the suit and tie sort of thing. He's very, you know, very classy individual, but he makes some songs that are funny. He makes some songs that are ballads. He, he makes all kinds of stuff. But if you like old school Americana country, that's your guy. It, I, he's in that vein with, with the Johnny Cashes of the world that make yes. that kind of country music that was Americana. I've only ever heard more of the comedic songs, like, yes. you know, Joe the Singing Janitor and Lifeguard <laughs> Larry are like the two that I keep thinking of. And then Stephen got a couple albums off eBay and I was like, oh, like ballads. Like I'd never heard him sing in that kind of way. And that just upped the like, whoa, yep. he's super talented. Yep. So uh, the first album I'm going to mention is from 1996. It's called Semi Crazy. And I got to give a shout out to my buddy Tay. Uh, because we were in high school together and we had just met each other. He had, he was new to our school and, um, we were talking music and immediately bonded over Hendrix and, and Stevie Ray and all this stuff. And he's like, have you heard of Junior Brown? And I was like, nope. He brought it in the next day and he's like, take this home and, and listen to it. And I was hooked ever yeah. since then. I mean, it is amazing it's I, such a good album front i always to back. say i have one mr Taman to thank for the junior brown obsession <laughs> that lives in our house like he writes lyrics like uh she's a venom wearing denim she's a viper dressed in blue tight fitting jeans are all she needs to put the bite on you yep so great yep. like i mean come on man that is next level that is jim croce style writing right there that oh, is cool right. oh, that's that is that's well, bold that is well thought out yes it and is. and you can see it just yeah. like when it's you writing listen talent when, it's writing talent when yeah. you listen to bad boy leroy brown bad bad leroy bad brown. bad leroy brown when you listen to that you can see what he's talking about when you listen to junior brown you can see oh what yes he's talking i about. can see it all yes yeah it's great uh there's a ton of songs on the semi-crazy album uh the album that came after that is called uh long walk back um and the title track on there is long walk back to san Antonio, mm, and yeah. it starts off the album basically him and this girl they break up and she leaves him on the side of the road and it's a long walk back to san Antonio and man you're just once again you can see what he's saying and he's he's funny about it but at the same time it's such good oh, writing it's clever as all heck yeah it's it's great and he does this thing where he'll play 
and part of the song will be on guitar, and then he'll switch over for a solo to do it on slide, and then the next verse he'll do it do it with a slide guitar, and he'll he'll just trade back and forth between those two. He's so fast when he changes too, even live on stage. You watch him, and it's like I don't even I didn't even see him put the slide away. Yeah, he's so fast. Um, and also his wife sings with him. She sings background vocals. She plays acoustic guitar, and she's with him everywhere. He does not play concerts without her. Um, he doesn't make albums without her. That's like very bo- cool. boom, like she's there. So I, I know she's got to be a writer, a part of the writing process. There's no doubt. That's like, very cool. Yeah. Um, the last album of his I'll mention is called Mixed Bag. Um, the very first song on the album is Guitar Man, and it's loosely bla- based on his story, and. It is very, very cool. It's rock and roll with a little bit of blues, but it is, it's moving. If you're driving down the road or running you know, mm-hmm. in the gym at, on a treadmill or running around the neighborhood, throw on Guitar Man and run because that song is that kind of song. It's nice. a great song for that. Um, but, I mean, he's got, he's got so many songs that I could just keep going on about. The next band I'm going to mention is 311. Oh, boy. 311's been around... Forever. Forever. Uh, technically since 1988. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. 80? Oh, wow. Now, the the members that are in the band now, they were all in the band by 92. Okay. So. Um, but technically it was formed in, in 88. Okay. Formed in 88. Um, one of the guys was an add-on in 92, S.A. Martinez. And uh, Tim Mahoney plays guitar. He replaced their guitar player in 1991. Um and they have been going strong for so long. Yes, they have. And all of their albums that have hit mainstream since 1993 have had all the same six members. Okay. There are not many bands around that have the same six members that only tour if they can all tour. If their drummer can't tour, they don't go on tour. If they yeah. can't, if one of the guys can't play this date, they don't do it. There are not very many bands that do that. Um. And that is that is something I hugely respect about them. So they've having never changed members, they their style it it evolves. They had an mm-hmm. album called Evolver, but their sound evolves over time. But at the same time, even on their newest album, you can still sit, hear their sound from their first album. They have an incredible really cool. fan base too. Oh man, it's like it makes me think of like Fish, like people who are just like yep. die hard, like. Deadheads and fish and like three eleven. <laughs> yep, yep. Three eleven, man. When you go when you go to see three eleven, you will see a smattering of people that are wearing old school shirts and stuff like that, and it's it's cool. I can attest to that. Um, I would tell everyone to go get nineteen ninety three's music, their first full album. That album is it. When we come out of wintertime and we come into spring and it's finally warm enough to roll your windows down and you know, turn the music up in the car. Mm-hmm. One of my first picks is that album because that first song is just gets you in the groove of being ready for sunshine. It's nice. such a good, such a good album. Um, the albums after that, they had very good albums after that. I'm not going to mention them because I'm going to go to the albums that I actually heard first because I didn't hear them in 93. I was 13 years old. Okay. Um, and I didn't find out about them until 2000. So I had a lot of albums to go listen oh, to sure when I discovered sure them in 2000. And I went and got everything I could get. Um, and I started with these two albums, 1999's Sound System and 2001's From Chaos. 
You listen to Sound System a lot, I think. Sound System, I listen to a lot now. Because I, I know that album cover. It popped in my head, and there's no way I know it from my own times. <laughs> I have to know it from you. <laughs> that is an album that I feel like, as I mentioned, Tim Mahoney, the guitar player, I feel like he listened to a ton of Santana on their previous tour because his solos... Oh, you were saying that earlier, and I totally I totally agreed. I totally heard that, for sure. Like, it was good, but yeah, I was like, yeah, this is Santana-esque all the way. Like, he was heavily influenced by Santana. There's no way he wasn't. So if you like Santana, pick up Sound System. That is such a good album, front to back. I, it, it just, it grooves. There's a song called uh, Life's Not a Race. That's the other thing. They always tend to have a really good message with their songs. It's mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, like sound system, I listen to that one a lot more now. Okay. The album that I first started with was from chaos in 2001, which is the album that came after sound system. And that album is a bit more what 2001 was when it was the height of rap meets rock meets, you know, we're going to have a ballad in here in the middle, but, but we're doing rock, but we're doing rapping, but we're also, you know, doing a little bit of reggae funk, a a little bit of jazz fusion. It's all in there on that album. And that album I go back to all the time because it's, it is the melting pot of everything that came before. It's a good album title. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. The front of it, I, I don't know what the front album cover is, but it looks to me like either it's a planet, like it's a zoom up on like a star or a sun or something like that. Um, but uh, man, that album, I always go back to, because like I said, it's a melting pot of everything they made before it. All those styles wrapped into one, which is really cool. Um, and that one has, uh, it has the Amber song that gets ah, on the radio a lot. That, yeah. I'll Be Here a While is on there. Um, you Wouldn't Believe is on there. All those songs were on the radio, which actually I believe the music video for You Wouldn't Believe had Shaquille O'Neal in it. Mm. They were playing basketball. I don't believe it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my favorite songs on that on that album are You Wouldn't Believe, Champagne, and uh, Wake Your Mind Up. Wake Your Mind Up used to be an alarm for me in the mornings because mm-hmm. I'm not a great morning person. And it literally, it starts off with guitar for about five seconds and then the full band comes in and it's pretty fast and heavy and just really good song to wake up to. Nice. All right. So the last band I'm choosing. I would give you a drum roll, but I am i can't do stuff like that. So <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> the last band I'm picking is uh, a band called Project 86. Um, they are a band that are not mainstream. They've never been mainstream. They've always had an un- underground following. I have one of their t-shirts. Um, <laughs> she does have one of their t-shirts. Um, I have tons of their all, t-shirts. I have one of their t-shirts. He has all the other ones. Yep. <laughs> and she has that t-shirt cause I can no longer wear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, they are probably the band that I have the most merchandise from in regards to shirts, hoodies, all kinds of stuff, man, all their yeah. albums. Um, they've been around since uh, 1996, so they came out of that uh, Rage Against the Machine, Limp Biscuit era of music, so their first album is kind of inspired by that kind of stuff. Oh, maybe I should listen to them then. You know I love me some Rage. Yeah, so that first album is very like that kind of thing where the guitar player is playing less stuff, but making it sound like it fills up the whole song, which is mm-hmm. very, very much like Rage. Um, so... That album's very good, uh, but the first album that I heard was in 2000 called Drawing Black Lines, and Drawing Black Lines changed my life on the way I saw music because I That's was saying something for I you. I was not heavy into music that 
in which the lead singer, sometimes he screamed, sometimes he sang. I was into more music in which they sing. And this was my gateway into heavier music. Mm. Um, and just from the beginning, I mean, with the guitar and the, the effect on the guitar from the f- moment that album starts, you're like, oh, I'm in for something now. Like, this is like, we're, we're going to start at 80 miles an hour. Awesome. Let's do it. Okay. Like, it is a driving song. It's very cool. It's called Stein's Theme. It's one still to this day they probably play last every time they play a show. At least nice. I've seen them a dozen times. That's been their last song every time. Nice. Um, so that is the album that I would tell everybody to get, is Drawn Black Lines. The album after that was called Truthless Heroes, in which they um, signed to Atlantic Records and got a, like a major presence and started touring with other bands like Seven Dust and Taproot and... Um, bands that were on like Taste of Chaos tour okay. and Warp tour, they started getting that kind of exposure. Okay, cool. Um, drawing, uh, sorry, uh, Truthless Heroes is one of those albums though. They were ahead of their time. It's totally, it's a story-driven album. It's literally about so, like, not social media, but the media taking over mm. and fake <laughs> news and that kind of stuff. Ooh. They were ahead of their time. It's a prophecy album. Like it's crazy. Like the cover of it is a hu- like a human person, but their head is a is a TV box. It's like a Simpsons episode. Yeah. Um, so they they got ahead of their time on that. They have a song on there called Your Heroes Are Dead, which is like an anthem. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, they and and on that album they did more like the lead singer moved more into singing because he was trying to get more of a mainstream audience. Um and he screams a little bit there too, but he was evolving his sound, which is what I like about all of these bands. They've evolved their sound. They don't sound the same every time, which is okay with some stuff. Um, But when you're into rock and that kind of stuff, you have to evolve a little bit. Otherwise people are going to say you sound stale. But not too much to where you lose your fan base. So you got to hit that sweet spot. And it sounds like your bands have done that for you at least. Yeah, and, and Project 86 is very much that. Um, their next album is Songs to Burn Your Bridges By, which I'm actually wearing that T-shirt right now for it, which, uh, which is I can attest cool. to that, folks. He is. <laughs> uh, there's a song on there called Spy Hunter. Um, I recommend uh, to go get that song. There's a music video for it, which is pretty cool. Um, they've made a sequel to that song's music video on the next album. Um, but uh, that, album, that album put them on the map as far as with a mainstream audience, because that album was marketable more than anything they had done prior. Um, and it's just because they had the label presence. They yeah. had the backing of a major label finally. And man, they got out there. Cool. And it was pretty cool. Awesome. I would, I would give an honorable mention mention to an album called rival factions in which they introduced piano, Oh which was a very cool choice for them to do, which which was unheard of for bands that, that do that kind of style. Um, and their their bass player kept that over on the side, you know, to play while he was playing bass and stuff. He would he would do keyboards as well while he's on stage. It was okay, cool. so my final say was a final album from one artist that I said people should listen to. What's yours out of your list? Your one album by what artist? And we only have a couple minutes left. So oh yeah, we're we're way down out. to the buzzer. We're way out of time. Um, I'm gonna tell everybody buy Sound System. All go right. go get Sound System. All right, three eleven. Oh that's, man, that's yep. that's that's been my jam lately, man. Right. I love it. So. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. It looks like that's all we have to say for today. <laughs> 
Um, We look forward to getting feedback from you. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email us, anything. Give us some feedback. Let us know where you're listening from. We're still holding out for that Kathmandu person. I don't know. They are very quiet. They won't tell us who they are. (laughs) But nonetheless, we thank you all, and we hope you all have a great week. Thanks for listening. Yep. We'll see you all later. Bye, y'all.